Welcome. My name is Douglas Lodmel, and I am your asset protection attorney. And on the last podcast, I talked about how to manage your asset management limited partnership. In other words, how to how to move money in and out, what expenses or what type of expenses can be deducted, which um, type of, of expenses should be treated as distributions. So if you didn't catch that one, I really encourage you to go back and catch that. It's very important. Today, I wanted to talk about the bridge trust. So let me remind you how this structure is set up. The Asset Management Limited Partnership is going to own the majority of your assets. Stocks, bonds, cash, things like that will be owned directly by the partnership. Other assets that are first held in LLCs, like real estate and businesses, those LLC membership interests will then be owned by the partnership. So the net effect is, at the end of the day, your Asset Management Limited Partnership really is your holding company. Most of your assets are going to be in there. How that is owned is that you own the general partnership share, either you directly or you through an LLC, depending on how we structured your particular uh, setup. And then the limited partner is going to be the bridge trust. That's because the bridge trust is where we want the majority of the ownership. The bridge trust is really the big guns when it comes to asset protection. So that's what I want to talk about today is what goes in the bridge trust. Well, we just talked about the first and most important thing, and that's the majority interest in the holding company in the Asset Management Limited Partnership. That's what the bridge trust owns. And in many cases, that's the only thing it owns. However, remember, that's all your assets. That's your investments. That's all your real estate through your LLCs, your businesses. So if the bridge trust owns, let's say, 98% of your Asset Management Limited Partnership, and the AMLP has all of your assets, well, the Bridge Trust really owns 98% of all of your assets. And that's what we want. We want that Bridge Trust to own the majority of everything that you have because that's the safest place we can have it. There is one other asset that sometimes goes directly in the Bridge Trust, and that is your primary residence. So your primary residence is a unique asset because the IRS had really in an effort to encourage people to purchase and own their homes has given us three tax benefits for home ownership. The first is tax-free capital gain. That means that if you are married and you buy a home, you live in it for two out of the last five years, you can sell it and you can take $500,000 of gain and have it tax-free. So it's a huge benefit of home ownership. We don't want to lose that. The second one is home mortgage interest deduction. So home mortgage interest, which is the interest you pay on your home mortgage, is deductible. And it's a freebie. It doesn't have to offset income from the home. It's just a free deduction. So we don't want to lose that either. Um, and then the third one is your homestead exemption. And depending on the state, that exemption could either be really minimal or extremely important. So those three benefits of home ownership, we really don't want to lose. And how we, if we put the home in an LLC, we really do lose those benefits. It turns that home into a business asset. So the, an LLC is not the best place to own your home. The best place to own your home is in what's called a grantor trust. And the bridge trust is a grantor trust. So it is ideal for protecting the equity in your home above and beyond the homestead protection. Um, and unless you live in Texas or Florida, most states you're really going to need that 
additional protection because most states do not protect very much of the equity in your home. So at the end of the day, the bridge trust is going to have really two assets, the majority interest in the limited partnership and your primary residence. Now, taxes. The bridge trust as a grantor trust is not required to file a separate tax return. It is disregarded as a taxable entity for the IRS. Remember, the bridge trust is a domestic trust as it begins its life. So even though it's registered offshore and it is a foreign asset protection trust from an, an asset protection standpoint, from a tax standpoint, it's a domestic grantor trust, which makes it incredibly easy to use, incredibly easy to maintain. There's not even a tax return. So um, that's pretty much it. You, most of my clients do not even have an account in the name of the bridge trust. All the accounts are in the name of the holding company, in the name of the asset management limited partnership. Um, you can have an account in the name of the bridge trust. It's not wrong, but most of the time you don't need it and um, keeps it simple. Our philosophy has always been to keep it as simple as possible because we want this structure to be understandable by you, usable by you, and maintainable. So we're minimizing the amount of costs and ongoing reporting and compliance requirements that we have. That's why we created and used the Bridge Trust in the first place. Um, so we've talked about in other podcasts the difference between the Bridge Trust and a fully foreign asset protection trust. I'll probably do it again in the near future because it's a topic that I um, still talk about quite a bit. So hopefully that helps. If, uh, if you have any questions, please email them to me. My email is doug at loudmail.com. If you're a client, of course, if anything comes up, if, you, if this podcast has spurred any questions, please call my office, schedule a call, and we'll get on the phone. Thank you for your attention. It's my pleasure. And remember, it's your money. Act like it. We'll see you next time.